Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, folks. I tell you what, this has been a remarkable, but really a remarkable Friday for me. It was it was fun. I I woke up about five thirty this morning, and I couldn't go back to sleep. I started to get out of bed, and usually when when I'm when when I when I know I'm not going to wake up, Paige, you know, I'll just kind of lay my hand on her and, and a quick little prayer, and then I'm up and at it. And this morning she said, "Can you just rub my back? My back hurts." She's been writing. She's got this huge deadline, and so I sat there and rubbed her back. And I said, "You want to go get some breakfast?" And man, we just had a remarkable time at Harbor Docks. It's the it's the third day it's been open, and I mean, wow, it is like. You know, unless you've lived in Destin, unless you've been at the docks, and my dad and I would go to the docks and eat breakfast, and and you know the sun's shining, the dolphins are in the harbor, you you, you can go out there and throw the little biscuits, and and the seagulls will come and eat the biscuits, or the ducks that are out there, and it's just it's an amazing time. And she sat there this morning, she said, you know, why don't you talk to Charles, see if you can start doing the radio show from here. She goes, I can come up here and write early in the morning, you can do the radio show, and. We just have a fun time sitting here on the harbor, and so here in a, in a few weeks when I get back from Vegas, there's a good possibility we'll start doing the Real Mentor Radio Show live from Harbor Docks, and just have a remarkable, fun time. Uh, might even get some interviews in with some people every now and then. But we are in Chapter 5 of Mark DeMoss's book, The Little Red Book of Wisdom. I tell you what, this is one of the most remarkable reads. Uh, ranks right up there, I think, with some of Chris Widener's stuff. Powerful. And today is something that I think this is important. And the reason that this right here today is so magnificent is I can remember growing up. Now, you got to understand, we, we didn't live in a lot of different houses per se, but we had one item that kept going with us everywhere we moved, and it was this this whiskey oak barrel table set. And a big old whiskey barrel underneath the, the table, and then you had half a whiskey chairs that you set in, and and it was it was pretty neat. But when we when we built our our dream home, mom and dad built their dream home in Blue Springs. That table went downstairs into the into the family room, and I can remember it was right outside of dad's little den. He had a little den down there, and he would set at that table, and he would have three by five cards and an eight and a half by eleven notebook. And when he was studying Greek or he was studying just the Bible, uh, he would sit there. Sometimes the fireplace would be on, but but that was his thinking area. That's where he, he would go down and he would think, and he would write, and he would study. And this chapter is work less, think more. Better still, work on thinking. John Maxwell wrote a book, Thinking for a Change. And that's something that, that in network marketing especially, there's nobody talking about thinking. One of the things that blows my clients away, not, not because of me, but because of the time and energy I put into their plan. It takes time. It takes time away from the Hubble bubble and all that stuff. And we're going to get into this. Listen to this right here. Henry Ford said this. Thinking is the hardest work there is, which is probably why so few engage in it. Thinking is the hardest work there is, which is probably why so few engage in it. Mark starts this chapter. He says, companies pay $450,000 and up for Joy Raymond's big ideas, some of which take him only a month to produce. One CEO, James Adamson of the uh, 
Ad, Advanica Restaurant Group proudly boasts, I paid Joy $1 million just to think. Joy's ad agency called Bright House is in Atlanta. It's the world's first idealation corporation. In his autobiography of adventures into both sides of the brain, titled Thinking for a Living, he sees it as a gift that most people pass over. Think about this for a minute. Where do you think the great ideas come from? They didn't come off of social media. They didn't come out of out of somebody scouring the Internet. They sure the heck didn't come off watching Super Bowl commercials. It requires thinking. Mark was so impressed by the book, he actually scheduled an off-site session so that all of his people could meet him. And this is one of the things that he thought stood out. And, I, and I've been pondering this since yesterday. said, Joy Rainman's passion for good thinking and his six- to seven-figures fee for doing it definitely had my attention. Think about just this one little sentence. If you get nothing else out of this today, whether you're just starting out in network marketing, whether you're whether you're retired and you're wondering how you can go mentor other people, whether you're building a, a brick-and-mortar business, whether you're thinking about launching a, a direct selling company, if Joey gets paid six or seven figures to think, how much more money could you add to your organization's bottom line if you all were thinking correctly? If you took time to get away from all the crap, if you turned your phone off for a while, if you focused in on what was important and just said, I'm going to think, maybe maybe you're going to have a thinking lunch. That would That would work. Mark took his crew over to Joy's office. They paid Joy $1,500 just to have a little bit of time with them for the day and see how it was. As they as they started into the Bright House headquarters, Joy warned them. This is this is powerful. Listen to what Mark says. You won't find people hustling and bustling around. They'll be sitting in their offices with their feet propped up on the desk, thinking. Man, I tell you what, if I when I was running pro step for Kevin Lehman, if I'd have been caught with my feet up on my desk, he'd have popped me in the butt. That would have been to that. I'd have been back downstairs working the telephones. And, and and that's no no. I mean, isn't that the way most of us see things? We're not supposed to sit around thinking. I mean, how many times, how many sales books do you read that says stop and think? They tell you don't stop in anything. Everybody, you know, three foot rule, man. Check, talk to everybody. Do it all the time. Bust, bust, bust. You should be listening to CDs. You should be listening to it or watching a DVD. You should never let time go by. If you're in your car, be on the telephone. Have you heard that? But yet here in this place where the CEO gets paid six and seven figures, he says, hey, my crew's going to be sitting around with their feet propped up thinking. Now, you wonder about it. I did. I'm sitting there thinking, is this marketing hype? Is this sizzle? Is this just his 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 little spin? This is his brand. This is how he gets people motivated. Mark clarified that for me. He writes in here, he says, five years later, I was having lunch with an executive of a major corporation in the southeast when Joy's name came up. Turns out my lunch companion's company was well into a bright house month of thinking. I need to ask you something, I said. Without waiting to hear my answer, he said, it's true. 
the fee I asked? He said, the fee. He said, we paid a half a million dollars. He said it, Mark said, in such a way that he knew they'd gotten a bargain. See, the corporate world, listen, this, and I want you to analyze this for a second. The corporate world is naturally tilted towards furious doors, constantly rolling. But yet, it's the great thinking that built America from the ground up. It's the great thinking that made Apple Computer what it is today. See, everyone seems to be busy designing, writing, building, producing, implementing, but we never hear about the thinking. Did you ever wonder why so many ideas hit the table? They go and they and they make it rock, and then all of a sudden you don't hear about them because something didn't get thought all the way through. Prime example, you you know, look at the Budweiser commercial. Now, if I was a single man and I watched the Bud Light commercials, I would know for a fact that I could walk into any bar in America, order a Bud Light, and I would have a swarm of babes around me. Because that's what the ad says. You buy a Bud Light, and the women want your Bud Light, so they're going to come hang out with you. So as long as you've got money and a lot of Bud Light, you're going to have a lot of women around you. Somebody got paid a lot of money to think up that ad. Lots of money. The GoDaddy commercial with the GoDaddy girls. A lot of, lot of money went into somebody thinking that one up. Now, think about this for a second. These are commercials that people pay millions of dollars to put on TV to, to build their brand. But now I want you to think back to the last ad that really made a big impact with Apple. And you have the Apple guy and the PC guy sitting there. And the Apple guy said, oh, yeah, we can do that. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. PC. That didn't work for you. That's too bad. A lot different ad. A lot more thinking went into that. Because the company, Apple, is a thinking company. When they bring something out, when was the last time that you remember anything that Apple brought out that failed? I mean, think about this for a second. The Apple II was a big hit. The Apple Book is a big hit. The iPod is a big hit. The iPhone is a huge hit. The iPad is a huge hit. The Apple TV is going to be a big hit. See, when you take time to think, life will change. One of the reasons that that I'm able to take so few clients every year is because I don't go out there and try to Give them answers overnight. I don't hurry anything. I take my time to make sure I fully understand what's going on. I think through the the scenarios to try to make this happen the best way possible. And it's because long ago, when there wasn't a TV in my house, when when there wasn't anything but radio, which made my imagination flourish, and books to read, which which gave me a, a lot of time to to grow because I've gone through every one of the encyclopedias. As a matter of fact, let me put it this way: I've been through every one of the the annual yearbook encyclopedias from 1969 to 1982 because my mom had that gum year, and I got I got them every year, and I loved it every year. But more than that, I watched my past sit around reading and taking time to think. So automatically it, it, it was instilled in me to sit around and think. 
not all of my kids sit around and think, but those that have, have come through this and seen what I've done and what their mom has done, they're thinkers. They're very good at it. The best corporations in history, the most successful politicians in history, the greatest doctors in history, the most proficient athletes in history are thinkers. You've got to get this art and science of thinking back. You've got to take some time during your week to think. Sundays has always been that time for me. The computer stays off the majority of the day. Usually I'm out by the pool. Sometimes I'll have a little music on in the background, but most of the time I'm just laying there in the sun thinking. But see what happens, and this Mark wrote this, and I thought this was profound. The reason most people don't think is because it's really suspiciously looks a lot like resting. See, all of a sudden, it, it's even bad to rest for a while. You're not supposed to rest. Now, in, in public relations and marketing, there's a lot of doing that's going on. You, you, you've got to go out here. You've got to work with people. You've got to get news releases out. You, you, a lot of times, you've got to set up press conferences. You know, you, you've, you've got to make sure that you know what ad's going to be going on, how you're going to make this work, what are you doing, how can you help your client. But the only way to help your client is to sit back and think. You know, I've had clients come to me after we've done some pretty scathing reviews on some companies and said, Troy, we just need flat-out help. How can, we, how can we work through this? Other times we do reviews, and a company will go hire a team to help them fix some of the issues that we've brought up. I feel that's, that's what we do. We analyze, we look at, we think, and we get paid good money for that. You should be doing the same thing. It's not about just selling propaganda. I don't care if it's religion or business. It's about thinking through and understanding how to best serve other people. At the end of the day, it all comes down to serving other people. And the only way to do that is to understand how to apply thinking to your life. Mark writes this, and I thought this was pretty good. It comes from joy again. He said, the significant problems we face in life cannot be solved at the same level of thinking we were at when we created them. Actually, Albert Einstein wrote that, but Joy was talking about it. See, if we create the problems at one level of thinking, then it would make sense to, to get the solution. We've got, to, we've got to be able to think a little bit higher. Joy says, when people hear what I do for a living, they naturally have two responses. Wow, what's a thinker? Followed closely by what does a thinker think about? See, a thinker thinks about everything. When I look at a client's situation, whether it's it's to go out there and help build the brand or go out there and, and look at their reputation and find out where they screwed up from their from their purpose. We we think about it all. We look at it from, from a critical standpoint, we look at it from a friend standpoint, we look at it from the client standpoint. Same thing you're supposed to be doing when you're talking to people about your business. See, if you just go out, out out there and you start talking based on what you see, what you think, and you don't try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, it won't work. This, this is what's wrong with physical therapists. It's really what's wrong with psychologists. Psychologists don't try to put themselves in the same place as their clients. What they try to do is remember what was written in some textbook somewhere. 
I think this is what's made Tony Robbins so successful over the last 30 years because he doesn't care about the textbook. He cares about the people. See, what makes you a good servant, what makes you a good coach, what will make you a good trainer is that you will put yourself in the position of the person that you're trying to serve. My dad and I have had some interesting conversations over the last 48 years that I've been around. And it's been very interesting. Sometimes I've just shut up and I just listen. Sometimes I'd tell him how wrong he was and how right I was, and then later I'd have to go back and thankfully he didn't say, I told you so, but that's probably what he was thinking. But then there's been times as I've grown older, and I've lived a little bit different path than he has, that I've caught him asking me questions about things. And then it'll go for what seems like months sometimes, and he'll not bring up a, a specific issue, and then the next thing I know we're on that same subject again, and he's he's taken time to think about my answer, figure out if he agrees with it or not, or figure out if he's got more questions that he's got to ask. My mama does this all the time. We We, we spent an hour or so the other day on a scripture verse that she was working through. I have I have mentors of mine. I've got a, a mentor of mine. His name's Harry Wilkes. He's just a great guy, 65 or so, just a dynamic friend. And many times he'll say something to me, and, man, i got to ponder that. But there's other times when he's coming to me and saying, Troy, I want to ponder something that you, you said. I want to talk to you about that. He's thought it through. That's what you do. When you're a thinker. See, if part of the problem is that thinking looks like resting and, and we're not supposed to rest, then we got some major issues. I mean, it just won't work that way. we gotta, we got to build from that. But what do we do? How can we do this if we're thinkers? Here's a, here's a couple of the situations that we face, and we got to figure out how to break through them. Mark writes... What? Where are the thinkers? He said, I'd say they're bottlenecked behind two big challenges. Number one, first is the time and quiet that good thinking requires. Most most of the time we can't find a thinker. We can't become a thinker because we're crammed up. You know, I've got six kids, well, nine if you count my three granddaughters, so we've always got something going on. But you know there's always time for each of them and time for Paige and I and time for business and time to write and time to think. But you've got to make it focused to be able to do this because otherwise the television, the iPods, the iPad, the Blackberries, the magazines, the meetings, the emails, the videos, all this gets busy. And listen to this. In 2009, North America adults were spending an average of 12 hours online a week which is double the average just four years ago. And I blow that one apart because from 6 a.m. in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, the computer's on somewhere in this house. In my office, there's three different computers running at any given time of the day. I understand totally where they're coming from. When I hit Vegas, I will have a laptop set up in the room that will be our main, our main focus point, and we'll have somebody running that. I'll have one with me at the event where we're, we're shooting videos and uploading it on the Internet. It seems like we're constantly going, and in Vegas, it's a 24-7 town. 
Now bear with me because I'm giving you why this this takes place. In 2009, a study conducted by Ball State University's Center for Media Design revealed that most Americans, regardless of age, spend more than eight and a half hours each day looking at a TV, a computer monitor, or their mobile cell phone screens. Good thinking isn't just one more task for a multitasker. It has to be the only task, and it needs to have its own time. One of one of my mentors, Andy Stanley, took a took a point from his dad, Charles Stanley, one of the greatest preachers in the 20th century, 21st century now. He had a little place in his backyard, like a little camper area that he would go and he'd pray. That was just his little office area, his little getaway, his time with God. Andy found a rock on the side of the Chattahoochee, I think it's Chattahoochee River up in Atlanta, and that's where he would go and do his thinking and praying. My pastor... Eric Parton goes out on the boat and chills out and, and does his thinking. You need to find yourself a thinking place. John Maxwell, one of my great, great mentors, has a thinking chair. And I've decided I'm going to buy myself a thinking chair. I'm going to get it from Cracker Barrel. It's going to be wooden. It's made out of oak. And it's going to have an American flag or the Marine Corps emblem behind it. That's going to be my thinking chair. You need to have a thinking spot. Maybe it's a closet you get into. I don't know. But if, if the statistics are showing everybody's too daggum busy to think, we're going to end up in hell in a handbasket. We wonder why the economy's upside down. We wonder why business is upside down. We wonder why our life is upside down. We wonder why politics is upside down. We wonder why the world hates us. I'm talking like the media people now. It's because nobody's setting back to think. Let me tell you what one of the richest men in the world does. Warren Buffett is universally revered as the world's greatest investor, and he's one of the richest men alive. He heads Brashears Hathaway, who owns, by the way, three network marketing companies. He heads Brashears Hathaway, a $297 billion investment firm with 260,000 employees, and is personally worth some $45 billion after giving $30 billion away to charity. Maybe you're picturing him in Wall Street penthouse where you go visit Mr. Buffett. But Warren Buffett was born in Omaha, Nebraska, and he never left. Mr. Buffett says you can think here. You can think better about the market. You don't hear all so many stories. You can just sit back and look at the stock on your desk that's in front of you. You can think about a lot of things. A thinker. You want to know why I grew up to be a cowboy? Because cowboys got to think all the time. They'd be out there with the cows, and they'd be thinking. Marines have to think on their feet because they're the first ones in. They didn't have anybody clear the way for them. They're clearing it for everybody else. So I've always been a thinker. Sadly, like everybody else, I don't think as much as I should. See, here's something else. You want to become a thinker? Now, I'm going to blow the socks off of a lot of people. They're going to get all pissed off. They're going to, they're going to go out there. They'll probably write a chapter in their new book about why Mark and I are wrong. But listen to this. Eat lunch alone at least a couple of times a week. I eat breakfast alone probably four out of five times a week. Because that's my quiet time. That's when I think. That's when I read. That's when I watch the, the, the dolphins. That's when I, I just sit back and analyze life. Mark writes, I dine alone probably four of every five business days, not because I'm a quiet guy, but to think. 
or to read and to think or to write and to think or to plan and to think. He said, when I was working on this book, I visited a Barnes & Noble store, and I saw a book that said, Never Eat Alone and Other Secrets to Success, One Relationship at a Time. He said he picks it up, and the premise is that every minute is ripe for a networking, schmoozing, trading business cards, connecting, and following up. Well, folks, I'm going to tell you that's wrong. There's sometimes it's just made for thinking. See, there's a, there's an old thing in the in the in the Christian, the Protestant realm. It just pisses me off too. You know what? Christians sometimes they just shoot themselves in the foot. Because here's what they say: you just be praying, pray, pray to God, pray uh, unceasingly, just pray, 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 pray. Praying's good. I do a lot of praying. But you know, if you never shut your daggum mouth, you're never going to hear what God has to say to you. So you better pray and then shut up. If you're out there in business and you're always talking, you're not going to make a sale because you're not going to hear what the client has to say. So you can't think about how to respond to them. So shut up. Take time to think. Great thinkers think inductively. That is, they create the solution and seek out the problems that the solution might solve. Most companies think deductively. That is, defining a problem, then investigating different solutions. That's huge. If you get nothing else out of today, it's great thinkers think inductively. That is, they create the solution and seek out the problems that the solution might solve. Most companies think deductively, that is, defining a problem, then investigating it. Apple created the iPod because they saw the problem of how hard it was for people to, to really experience rock and music. So they said, let's create the iPod, then we'll create iTunes, and, and we'll just have it all in one, and we'll make it an experience that they enjoy. We'll create all these applications that make them want to just, this becomes their big, their big appliance. They don't need a computer, they just need this. It worked. So you got to make it happen. you got to focus forward. T.D. Jakes is an interesting person that I met at Catalyst. He's constantly. Now, he, he's, I mean, for a black preacher, you, you would think that, that all he does is preach. Because that's what I always thought black preachers did. They just preached and smiled and hallelujah and all that. And you know what? He owns a gigantic business, totally separate from the church. Different board of directors, different CPAs, different everything. Thinking. He said, I'm thinking all the time. I said, well, why would you do that? He said, because I saw all these other preachers that got screwed up because they were mixing funds, and I never wanted to do that. He goes, so I thought about a way to fix it so we didn't have a problem. I thought, wow, now that's interesting. If you talk to T.D. Jakes, he'll tell you, I'm a better thinker than I am a preacher. I thought, Wow. What are you doing? How are you thinking? Are you really focusing on the solution? Let's talk about that one more time. Great thinkers think inductively. That is, they create the solution and seek out the problems that the solution might solve. Most companies think deductively, thinking, or that is, defining the problem and then investigating the difference. Today, you need to start to be an inductively thinking person.
You've got to make it happen. Hey, I want you to hang out with us this afternoon on Aces Radio Live. I am going to have the authors of the Flip Flop CEO, Janine Finney and Lori Morehead, great gals, a mother and daughter. They, I tell you what, Janine hated the idea of network marketing. It's a scam. It's a pyramid. We don't want to be part of that. Honey, I, if you're going to be part of that, I'm, I'm going to write you out of the will. You're never going to get to see your own kids because I'm going to steal your grandkids and all that stuff. It took Lori a year of explaining to her mom, it isn't what it used to be, Mom. You don't understand. And once Janine got it, those two have become a dynamic duo, gone on to earn six figures a year in their primary company, and they wrote this wonderful book, The Flip-Flop CEO, that really shares and explains in a logical manner why network marketing is the greatest community and the greatest way for the average American to see not just their dreams come true, but change their family destination. Folks, have an awesome weekend. Live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here Monday with us when we talk about technology isn't everything. Bye now.